Welcome and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Marvin Telemontis, the pastor of River Rock Fellowship. Hope this inspires you and builds up your faith and helps you to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Today we're going to be hearing again from the Apostle Paul as we go a step further and learn how to respond appropriately to unhealthy fear. For many of us, fear and anxiety are ever-ready responses to the troubles in our life. It's so deeply ingrained in our thinking that you could say fear has become, well, a habit. And here's the good news. Do you know God can fix my bad habits in yours? At the end of his letter to the Philippian church, the Apostle Paul gives just numerous exhortations. But here are two particular verses that are important for us today. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. It says, don't worry about anything. Paul, God bless you, Paul. But you've never lived in 2020, 2021. Paul, do you have a clue about what we've gone through? Have you ever had to deal with, you know, identity theft? Have you ever had to deal with being counseled on social media? Do you know what it's like to not make payroll? I mean, Paul, do you know what it's like to live in the era of today? Do you have the audacity to tell me? Don't worry about anything. Seriously, Paul. Do you think this guy knows what he's talking about? Yeah, we're going to find out. Instead, pray. Now, how many know as well as I do that we do everything, and what do we Christians all say? We sound like heathens. Well, I've done everything I can do. I guess we, all we got left is to pray. Come on, dear. Hello. Dude up there. What does Paul say? The first thing, instead, instead pray. About a few things. About everything. About everything. About everything. About everything. Everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's chaos. Oh, peace. But isn't that what we think? We, we think we're supposed to live in confusion and chaos and fear. He says you pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank Him for all He has done. Think, then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. Have you ever had that moment where God just came upon you? Maybe it was at an altar. Maybe it was at a camp. Maybe it was at a special conference. And you can't explain it, but that thing just flowed through you. And, and, and all of a sudden, that love that you just cannot express 
It's a thousand times more than you love your spouse. It's a million times more than you love your kids and grandkids. And you're like going, I can't describe this. And I was so calm. That's what Paul's saying. That's what he's expressing here. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts. Oh my goodness. When you're in that place of worry, anxiety, and fear, don't you need your heart to be guarded? And your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. I think we can all agree that fear and anxiety are just intimately related. We can also agree that living in a life completely free from all fear and anxiety, well, sometimes it just sounds too good to be true if we're being honest. If we're being a Christian on Thursday and not on Sunday. Because, you know, we show up to church on Sunday. Did you ever notice that your language changes? All of a sudden you speak Christianese? And you speak English on Monday? Isn't that silly? Paul says, don't worry about anything. Is he delusional? Has he seen the five freeway at four o'clock on a Friday? In LA? Has he ever had to deal with the health care deductible? I mean, we got real stresses in our world. Does he relate? Well, let's find out if he can relate to the struggles, to the pain, to the suffering, to the anxieties that we experience. Let's see if he can clearly understand what we understand. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24 through 28. He says, this is Paul. He wrote the book of Corinthians, both of them. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. That's one less than death. Three times I was beaten with rods. He was caned. Once I was stoned. That means they thought he was dead and they walked away. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I've traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and in the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers, but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I've been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then besides all of this, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. He's an apostle. He's a pastor. Paul has as much experience as any of us with the struggles and the suffering, the pains, the trials, the tribulations that we face today. It might look different, but the experiences are just as human 
as they are for us, as they were for Him. Any of you guys been shipwrecked? Any of you guys been flogged? Have we ever been stoned to death? I think this guy has something very special to contribute, to tell us. Don't worry about anything. Can you imagine how fearful he must have been when he was being tortured? How he must have been just scared out of his mind. How he had to work through that fear, that stress, the anxiety. And in light of all this, we go to Philippians chapter 4. Let's look at verses 11 and 12. By the way, verses 11 and 12 is what really sets up Philippians 4.13. Anybody know that one? We can do all things through Christ who strengthens. Well, well, that means nothing if you don't know verses 11 and 12. It changes all your understanding of verse 13 when you read verses 11 and 12. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance. I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. Been on both sides of the table. I have learned the secret right there. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Now tell me Philippians 4.13. For I can... Doesn't that change it? Paul didn't write that so we can say that before we play a football game. Before we go run a marathon. Paul wrote that to say, no matter what the stress, no matter what the fear is, no matter whether you have a lot or whether you have nothing, no matter what it is, hot or cold or anything in between, no matter what it is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What if Paul knew the secret to living a life free from fear and from anxiety? What if Paul truly knew how to live a deeply content and satisfying life? Wouldn't you want to know what he did? What he did is he gave it all to God. I mean, that's the thing if you want to write down the note. I know it seems really complicated. Maybe it's just too simple. I know it sounds too Christian. I know it feels like the answer should be more complicated and involved for such a complex and destructive thing called fear. But I also know it's true. Place my fears into His hands. That's the secret. The secret that Paul learned about fear, about anxiety, And worry is that it all belongs in the hands of the one who stretched them out for me and for you. The secret sauce of gratitude laced in prayer in every circumstance, in every situation you find yourself in. It's giving thanks. Not for the horrible thing, but that He's there in the horrible mess that you're in. 
The difficulty, of course, is developing a new habit. Developing a habit in which you place those troublesome, those overwhelming circumstances into the hands of God instead of holding them and putting them inside nice and tight. Can you give them and let go? How many of you know what kind of Christian I'm talking about? I have problems. I have stresses. I have all these concerns. Let me take them and I give them to the Lord. Here you go, Lord. Here you go. Well, well, well Lord, it's, they're yours. No, no, Lord, you can have them. Child, let go. No, they're in your hands, God. Then let go. I don't need yours. Let me say it again. The difficulty is developing the habit in which you place your troublesome situation and circumstances into the proper hands of God and let go. We're to make our requests made known to God. You know, one of the things I love about God is that He's not surprised about the way you feel. He formed you and knit you together in the womb. He knows the number of your days. He knows every hair on your head. And I can guarantee you God does not think your irrational fear about clowns is something to be laughed at. Or that your anxiety about getting cancer someday means that somehow you have less faith than other people. Folks, fear and anxiety... Many times these are temptations that come at us. And because those are there, it's not that we have that fear. It's what we do with the fear that matters. It's not that you were attacked. It's now what do you do? I don't want this in my life. Then hand it to the king. Let go. Let go. He just wants to hear from you. I hope you heard that. He just wants to hear from you. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything. You know another way to say that? Fear nothing. What? Fear nothing. Not a person, not a future, not a disease, not an evil, not a political party or maneuvering, or fear lack. Don't, don't be afraid of anything. That's what he's telling us. But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Let me give you some examples, some prayers, some requests that might sound something like this. Thank you, Lord, for the home we have. Thank you for providing shelter, warmth, and protection. I don't know how 
we're going to pay the mortgage this month. But I know you do. Please calm my heart. Guide my steps. In Jesus' name, amen. I got a couple more. Thank you, Lord, for my dad. I love how hard he works and how every Saturday morning he gets donuts for us. He's been drinking again, Lord, and I'm scared. I don't know what's going to happen, and sometimes he gets really angry. Please help me, Lord, and keep us safe. I know you love my dad, and you can reach him. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for the first 70 years you've given me. I don't spend days recounting. I could spend days recounting the endless blessings and grace you've poured over my life. I'm so completely humbled by your faithfulness. I received a cancer diagnosis yesterday. I know you are not surprised to hear that, but I am so scared. I'm terrified to start chemo. I'm terrified to tell the kids. I don't know who will organize Thanksgiving and Christmas if I'm gone. I need to know you're here with me, Lord. I need to know that this will be okay one way or another. And I need to know that I, if I'm gone, that someone will care for my spouse. Thank you for hearing me, Lord. In your son's name. See, these prayers, they won't be the same prayers that you pray. But I think you get the idea of what it looks like. Do you see how real these prayers were? It was almost like you were sitting at the kitchen table. That's how real God wants you to be. We present our requests, beginning and ending with thanksgiving. And when we're faithful to put our fear, to put our anxiety in its proper place, in the hands of our loving, caring, heavenly Father, then peace will flow in the midst of chaos and confusion. We're to expect peace. As you pray in spite of fear, as you pray in spite of trouble and adversity, make sure that you are simultaneously holding on to the ex expectation that God's going to do what He needs to do and that there's going to be peace. Peace that will just transcend, that is beyond my imagination. But I can tell you, for a lot of people, that's hard. But I believe this. I believe this. And I can tell you something. When I look around in this place, I see so many stories of people who can tell me God did that. 
I was so scared I was going to die. And then church was praying. All of a sudden, something felt. And then all of a sudden, Corky says, I was dead. Now I'm alive. There's stories in this room. There's stories you can tell me about your kids. I look over here and there's a story. All of a sudden, they had this beautiful home. They sold their beautiful home, had no place to go because they couldn't find a house that they could buy. Now they're living out in an RV, out some trailer out by the lake. And then God provided. God provided. Stories. All over the place. Stories. If we trust Him, We'll take that thing that's so heavy that we're scared, we're terrified. And we'll just say, will you take it, Lord? I can't carry it no more. They let me go, God. I don't have a job. I don't know what I'm going to do. Will you take it, Lord? My child is not serving Jesus. I don't know what else to say to them. Will you take it, Lord? You know what the doctor said? He's, I, I don't know how to, I don't even know where to go with this diagnosis. I don't know what this means. Will you take it, Lord? How are you dealing with your fear? You know what happens when we get scared? When we can't handle it? Sometimes we just get shocked and isolated and we get paralyzed. Other times we get rude and angry and mean. And we push the people we love away. And we want to fight. Folks, there's one way to do this. Take this and give it to Him. And then just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your will, your way, catch this part, your timing. In Philippians, Paul says he has learned the secret to being content in every situation. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens. Paul knows. He knew what we need to know because he had already been there. Why did he know that? Because he had that relationship with the king. Because he experienced the love of the Father. He really saw that. Do you know the answer to fear really is love? It's love. If you understand love, fear doesn't get a grip. doesn't mean it don't come. It just doesn't get its clutches in on you. Fear or love? What will you choose? I know that there are some folks 
probably even here today, and we have our doubts. I know there are some who are facing impossible situations, terrifying medical diagnosis, adversity. I know that life, that a life free of fear and free from anxiety seems completely ludicrous. All I can ask is that you would commit this coming week to developing a more faith-filled response in every circumstance, in every situation. Remember what, what we said earlier. The difficulty is developing the habit in which you place your troublesome situation into the hands of God and then let go. God, I'm not going to manipulate. God, I'm not going to... Lord, I'll let go. I'm going to stay out of it. Let's commit together this coming week to changing our habits by letting go of fear, anxiety, worry, and expecting a divine peace that transcends understanding. If you find yourself getting angry instead of just handing it over to the Lord, that's an indicator. What? That I'm not letting go? That I'm not trusting? That I'm saying, I can handle this? I'm a preschooler? It's mine. I do it myself. Grow up, Marvin. Grow up, Christian. True maturity is trusting that He actually loves you. Trust Him. Don't you love that part in the video where it talks about all of a sudden when you experience love, you find this courage, this generosity, to give your time, your talent, your treasure, whatever it is, all of a sudden you feel free to express. And it doesn't mean that the trouble's gone away. It just means that I'm going to see it differently because I'm stepping and joining forces with God, letting Him do His part and me trusting Him and staying out of the way. Let me give you a tangible way to express your faith. In our bulletin, if you open it up, you'll find that there's a prayer and praise request. I suggest you begin and end your prayer with gratitude, with thanksgiving. And this is a tangible way how you can express your faith and hand it over to Him. I gave you a couple examples of how to, to, to pray. Write it down. Put it in the bucket. And let it go. Don't be like some of us. Write it all down. Praise God. There you go. 
Hey, did you, did you, yeah, I, I filled that out. I wrote it. I wrote so small. I wrote a letter in there. I mean, I wrote a book on that praise and thing. Woo, did you put it in the bucket? Yeah, I put it in the bucket. But welcome is not in there. Because I took it out. Because I still got it. I can do this myself. If you're really thankful for the Lord, show Him from your heart. This week is throughout the days and a trouble is going to come. Practice the same thing by audibly giving God thanks and naming your request to God. So when Monday or Tuesday comes around and something comes at you that you weren't expecting, you go, God, I, I just thank you. That no matter what's going on in this situation, that you can handle it. You'll do something in me and through me that you'll change me. Lord, you, you'll mature me. Father, you'll use this as a testimony, as a story for your kingdom, for your glory. God, I, I bless you. Even though I don't understand it, God, I bless you. You, you catch that? Watch what will happen. You know what will happen? Peace that surpasses your understanding will overtake you. You know what I love about business owners? They know how to walk by faith in ways that other people do not. Come Thursday and they got to get that payroll figured out and ready to go. Nobody knows Jesus like a business owner. They need 10 grand and there's only eight. And they got to believe God, and all of a sudden, a little job shows up, which is $2,002.03. Just enough to get the payroll out. God gets it. Folks, there's just too much unhealthy fear in our land today. And much of it is for legitimate reason. My goodness. It's time we as believers recognize the, the unhealthy fear and start putting it all in its proper place in the capable hands of the Almighty, in the hands of the God who is our caring and loving Heavenly Father. Let's remember 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, say it with me, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Well, as we get ready to close, my challenge is, is there something you need to write? Lord, I just pray right now is, Lord, as we get ready to close out today's service, what some of us need to understand, we, it's not that we have stresses and anxieties in our life. It's how are we handling it. 
Sometimes there's healthy fear. And sometimes there's unhealthy fear. And that's the kind where we're so overwhelmed by it that we need to hand it into Your hands. Trust You with it. Give You praise and give You thanks. Oh God, we need You. Oh God, we need You. Church, will you stand up with me? I just want to open up this altar. Is there something that's weighing on you? That there is a burden? That there is something that is overwhelming you? Is there a fear? Is there a fright? Do you need to come to the altar and lay it down? Just let it go. And watch the peace of God. Are you burdened because of your adult children? Are you burdened because of them grandbabies? Are you burdened because of finances? The diagnosis of you or someone you love? Burden for our nation. Is there a fear? Then come to the altar. Kneel down. And let it go. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Well, we hope this message helps you to take your next step closer to Jesus. Here's a great question to ask yourself right now. How will I be different because of what I just heard today? Well, for more info about us, go to rrf.church or find us on Facebook. I'm Pastor Marvin thanking you for taking the time to join us.